It's the doc and the deacon, stethoscope and hope, talking everything from poop to the pope. One believing in spiritual miracles, the other believes in movement bowels that are irritable. Two dads, more like two brothers, and they breaking bread like the Last Supper. This show won't get negative feedback, that be like the deacon prescribing a Z-Pack. So don't get it twisted like a Philly pretzel, Foles already told y'all that Philly special. Take notes from the knowledge they're teaching, pay attention, it's the doc and the deacon speaking. But welcome to Doc and Deacon, a podcast about two dads. One of us believing in the power of science. And one of us believing that, in the power of Jesus. That's not my part. I just keep, both of us believing in the power of an ice cold, ice cold beer. beer. Yes. Okay. I, it's just, you know, you ever make a mistake? Uh, rarely. Uh, well, and, uh, are we asking my wife? Who are we asking? Right? Yeah, like, right? I mean, like, you know what it's like. You make a mistake and then you just wish like, huh. And you're like sitting here like, if I could turn my turn. If I could find a way. That's right. You, I'd take back those words that'll hurt you. And say. <laughs> I love Cher. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man. If I could turn back time, right? Like, how many times have you done something and then you wish you could take it back and it's too late? Like, it's out there and it's like, ah, there's no getting those words back, that thing back. And it feels like this big, like, hiccup in your life. Uh, sometimes bigger, sometimes smaller. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you one I've had recently, right? In medicine, they teach you to really kind of tell people what's going on with their health. Yeah. And a few times I've been quite straightforward recently and I've given some bad news and said, hey, you know, have you, have you thought about hospice or have you considered this? And I will tell you, um, they weren't ready for it. I should have read the room. Yeah. Right? There's very much a way of like, how they teach you with medical ethics to be very straightforward. And I realized at that point I would have turned back time and would have been like, oh, yeah, talk to your cancer doctor. You're going to be cool, right? Because what they left with is dr- Dr. Drum bummed me out. The yes. doc bummed me out. But in essence, I was honestly just trying to give good information. Because you don't want to sugarcoat it. You don't. But sometimes being clinical, yeah, I should have read the room. Yeah. Right? Like I realize this person I've been taking care of forever lost his faith per se okay and in essence that that was not my goal it was to make sure that someone knew that you don't have to get all these chemotherapy agents and all these treatments you can just spend the rest of your life if you have a disease that doesn't have a cure but what i've learned is that was a hiccup yeah and then you know what i had the next day the hiccups no but i had patients with the hiccups and you know that that's actually quite complex really Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had two people with intractable hiccups. I, I know. They were in traction? <laughs> no, no. Intractable hiccups means hiccups. What that... do you do when you put somebody in traction? That means you're like stabilizing. They can't move at all? Yes, yes. But okay. that does not happen anymore. We now want people to keep moving. And so traction almost never happens. That was a way of the past. Like if you pulled your back out in like the 70s, yeah. they basically brought you into the hospital and locked you in place and now we tell you hey try to keep moving and try to keep walking do what you can right we, we, we very much went from and we smoke had weed one, well uh, uh, some people use that's like what you guys do marijuana. now it's like move around and now smoke weed I actually had this uh, medical marijuana doctor call me the other day yeah and he's like hey how you doing you know I just want you to know I'm pretty straightforward and I'm seeing this patient of yours there's not enough documentation for that and uh, I'm here to help people I do believe in it uh, 
but also, uh, you know, uh, I got to make that money too. And I was like, well, yes, well, I appreciate you being honest with me and, uh, and talking me through his process, which but made see, sense. It's interesting how science has changed because, because in the, in the faith community, it's still, Hey, I, I mean, we, we never told you to go get traction or, you know, we, we will continue to pray for you and continue to, to encourage you to seek advice from your medical professionals when you have an ailment like a back or yeah. something like that. But the ways of the church haven't stopped. We're going to be there to support you. That is we'll weird. We'll be there to right? pray for you. So we'll anoint you with oil. Physicians in the medical world are very quick to acknowledge that some of their beliefs were wrong and that we need to change how we do things. And yet the church is still referring to this Bible that was written by a bunch of dudes afterwards going like, what did Jesus say? What did he do that day? Write it down for me. I'll tell you, if I try to write it right down, what we did when we barbecued together as a family on Saturday, right? I don't think it would go that well. I know we listened to Counting Crows. We did listen to I know to we had some Counting delicious Crows. steak. Whoa, whoa, whoa. More than delicious steak. It was right? more than delicious steak. But like, I don't remember all the details, right? Like, I'm sure I would have gotten something wrong because I make mistakes. I make hiccups in life. Okay. Well, I'd like to hear more about your hiccups. Well, hiccups... Now, I, I, I just want to clarify, the faith community, we, we do love medicine, and, and, and it, science is quite a necessity and a gift from God. I think I've said that several times. And, um, and you, it, you notice you don't mean like... If you get the coronavirus or something like that, it, you might need more than... I mean, I think prayer is great, but yeah. you should also uh, seek advice from a physician. Yes, and not... Well, from a physician, not a president. Not a problem. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. So hiccups are involuntary, intermittent, spasmodic contractions of the diaphragm in intercostal muscles. If I was going to say it in layman's terms, that's what I would agree. Yes, that's it. Yes. It is the abrupt closure of the glottis, which is the top of the vocal cords, and it causes hic, hic, usually, uh, you know, around the left hemidiaphragm, and it can happen up to four, from four to 60 times per minute. It's all about the reflex arc, right? There's this reflex arc where we go from the phrenic and vagus nerves up into the brain, and then it goes down, and uh, it's more likely to happen to men and tall people. So I don't have them now, but I am a little bit worried. What causes the hiccups? Because, I, I mean, like, are you more prone to hiccups with certain things that you do? Like, I have noticed that when I'm around people that consume uh, large amounts of alcohol, that sometimes hiccups can come into play. Yeah, so anything that really irritates the diaphragm or anywhere along this reflex arc. So it's actually a really complex issue. Hiccups are really can be uh, worrisome. Honestly, if someone has significant cancer, they often will get the hiccups because of it. Some brain type issues that will happen in the brain can cause hiccups. Actually, this particular stroke called a lateral medullary infarction or Wallenberg syndrome can absolutely cause uh, hiccups. And anything that uh, Was that named after somebody with the name Wallenberg? Yeah, Dr. Wallenberg. Yeah, he described this uh, the syndrome. Um, but anything that also would damage certain areas in the brain, including the medulla oblongata. Oh, yeah, the medulla oblongata. Yeah. That's a pretty, that's a pretty common part of the brain, right? So I wrote a nursery rhyme yeah. about, uh, about uh, hiccups. Uh, are you ready to hear it? Yeah. Okay. If your patellar reflex won't kick up and you have intractable hiccups, tell your doctor at the clinic that your brain needs a checkup. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's to remind, uh, you know, the uh, medical students, you know, A, when you, have, when you have hiccups, one of the things you need to think about is the brain. Even though we all go right to the gastrointestinal, right? We all think about, you know, reflux disease, um, swallowing air, chewing gum, 
Um, and people with indigestion. A lot of people that have hiccups, we immediately just put them on GI-type meds. Okay. After surgeries, like if you have a belly surgery, an abdominal surgery, yeah. you're very common to get a, a hiccups. And uh, any irritant in the, uh, the, the head or neck. So like cancer is a big one, right? Uh, certain medicines can cause it. And actually, there are some thoughts that anxiety and stress can cause hiccups. I'm going to tell you about a famous woman that had hiccups. All right. I'd like to hear it. She's called the Hiccup Girl. Jennifer Me. Okay. I've not heard of her. Oh, well, I mean, maybe she's not that famous. But when she was, you know, a freshman in high school, she was in science class one day and started hiccuping. Okay. And she ended up hiccuping like 60 times a minute and couldn't stop. And this is, you know, uh, in the early 2000s, before the internet is quite what it was today. And all of a sudden, they're in the newspaper. They're trying to get doctors to come. How are we going to help her? There's actually some atypical antipsychotics that have been shown to help hiccups and some different meds. But she wasn't getting better. They brought her on the Today Show. Okay. And she was... She still had the hiccups? Oh, yeah. Nonstop, nonstop. And she was interviewed by Matt Lauer. He may have made some mistakes, too. He may have had some hiccups in life. And um, it's interesting because when she laughed or when she talked, she would stop hiccuping. But in between, she would hiccup a lot. And this poor young girl got so much positive energy. So many people loved the segment. They kept bringing her back on the show. Yeah. But part of it is she had had a really tough life. Okay. She had been abused when she was younger. And years later, she actually uh, got caught up in a... uh, um, Murder for hire. And in Florida, she had invited a guy over to meet her boyfriend and did his friend. Did she still have the hiccups? And they were murdered. Uh, she did not. She did not. They were psychogenic and they were due to stress. And now the hiccup girl is in jail. So hiccups are a term for making mistakes. But in essence, this woman who is famous for hiccups made one of the bigger mistakes ever. Wow. In a murder for hire. Yeah. Like of the of the Tiger King uh, uh, fame, right? Oh yeah. Oh so yeah. So like you know, it's funny because you talk about mistakes, you talk about hiccups, and then you talk about nursery rhymes. It's interesting because in the Bible, um, you know, Jesus had some hiccups. I wish I was there to see his hiccups. If I could turn back time, oh, 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 yeah. I'd drink a beer with Jesus. Yes. He'd have the hiccups. <laughs> and he'd say, you should believe in me. Enough with this science. No, I gave you science. Oh, okay, okay, okay. That was freestyle. That was pretty good. Yeah. That was, free, that was uh, freestyle. I like that. Um, no, so and not mistakes that Jesus made, but just hiccups along his journey, right? I mean, there was a time he came into this town and, and, and there was this, uh, he was talking to the people and there was this little dude who climbed a sycamore tree. His name was Zacchaeus. Wow. And there's a song about Zacchaeus that we grew up singing in the church. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. You know, it talks about, it's like... It's like, okay, he climbed up in a sycamore tree for the Lord he wanted to see. So Zacchaeus had climbed a sycamore tree, wanted to see Jesus. And, and Jesus was talking to all these people. Well, Zacchaeus was a tax collector. It sounds like Zacchaeus has ADHD and can't sit still. Why? 
Oh, he's, he's climbing the tree. He can't sit still. I don't oh, know. He's just a wee little guy. He couldn't see. Oh. He was very small. Oh, yeah. Okay. So okay. he couldn't see over people, but he was a tax collector. And back then, the tax collectors were considered really evil people because they, they would come and get money from you for Caesar. Because now everyone loves the IRS. And yes. <laughs> well, they were even worse because they would live in beautiful houses and, and come. Wow. And, Did he ever give anyone a stimulus check? That's a good question. Zacchaeus. Probably not. Well, Zacchaeus is end, here. He had to climb into your house to give you his, uh, your stimulus check. So the people didn't know who Jesus really was at that time. And there were still a lot of questions around who he was and what his purpose was. I mean, and, I still have those questions. Absolutely. Yeah. And this, was in, this is in the Gospel of Luke that you can find this. It's the only Gospel that mentions Zacchaeus. Um, and so when he, Jesus says, Zach, come down from there. Because you too are a descendant of Abraham, and today salvation has come to your house. And he went and he had dinner at Zacchaeus' house. And the people were very uneasy about that. Because mm-hmm. no, they didn't like Zacchaeus. And they all yeah. wanted Jesus to come to their house. And all of a sudden he's going to go to this sinner, this tax collector, this awful guy's house. But that was part of his mission to find himself with people who weren't always accepted by the mainstream or, or what was popular. It was about reaching people. Just, you know, like um, there's, there's another story in the Bible where uh, the Pharisees come and they surround Jesus. They say, what would you do? With a Klondike bar. <laughs> for a Klondike bar. Oh, for a Klondike bar. What would you do if a woman is found in bed with a man and they bring him, this woman, and say she has committed adultery with a man that wasn't her husband. Mm. And, uh, and, and Jesus looks I'm, at I'm them. glad Jesus came because he saved the world for all of us because that doesn't happen anymore. Yes. Yes. I mean, exactly. you know, never happened. That would never happen. And so Jesus. I think my favorite thing is, remember the movie Old School where the guy came back early? And uh, the doorbell rings. Oh, And there's yeah. a random guy oh, there. And he goes, hey, uh, I'm, I'm, here. Here for the, I'm here for the orgy. For the, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, what are you talking about? But no, so Jesus, they bring this woman to him. And, and, and he, he draws a line. He talks to all them and says, you who's with first, you know, without sin, cast the first stone. Mm. And what would you do to her? Should she be stoned? Yeah. Should she be stoned to death? Because that was the law. And they had asked Jesus to, to, you know, shouldn't she be stoned to death? And he said, well, I'll tell you what, you who's without sin, be the first one to cast a stone. And so then it's said in, in, in study that, that he may have gone around and said something to each one of them about things they had done. And he drew a line in the sand. And then he told her to go and sin no more. And she was gone. And that wasn't very popular with them because, you know, he just, he always used questions. But there were things that, it sounds like being married. You get a lot of questions when you get home. Oh, man. An army full of questions, yes. right? Yes. But, I mean, Jesus had these things that positioned him not always in the eyes of certain groups of people to okay. be this yeah. great guy. So they were like, not mistakes, but they were certainly hiccups on his journey that made it tougher for him. And then probably one of the greatest hiccups of all, um, and, and maybe it's not a hiccup, was, was choosing Judas... 
as one of his disciples. Yeah. Right? But it was foretold that that was going to be the way it was. So, I mean, but we're glad he chose Simon, that, which then he changed the name to Peter because we like Peter. Yeah. So. Um, and, and so, gotta, so you, think, you think Jesus made mistakes? Well, no, no, no. I think he had hiccups along the way. Uh, that made his journey tougher, mm. right? So not it's not about making mistakes. So hiccups aren't just mistakes; they could just be bumps in the road that that take your journey. How annoyed are you when you're driving down the street and there's multiple speed bumps in the I, road? I really can't stand it. Oh, it's oh, they're awful. And we have little kids; like we don't want you speeding down the road. But yes. I don't want speed bumps. Yeah. Well, so Jesus, you're saying Jesus had hiccups but didn't make mistakes. Yeah, I don't know that he made mistakes, but he certainly had hiccups along his journey, especially depending on who you asked. Yeah. Right? His his in his eyes, he was reaching out to Zacchaeus and finding this guy who who needed Jesus just as much as all of these other people, and he was trying to show people. You know, there was another time when he goes to dinner with somebody and and he's in their house. He's in Simon's house, not Simon Peter, but a different Simon's house, and there's a prostitute there. And uh she takes a bottle of oil and starts washing his feet with her hair. And this bottle Jesus' feet. Yes, this bottle of oil or perfume that she Did he have any anachomycosis? Uh, like his feet look good? We don't know. Uh, any hammer toe? Maybe. Bunions? I don't know. Corn. He was walking around in sandals. Corns. Maybe some corns. Yeah. But these guys are like, you're letting this prostitute wash your feet. What was the tax collector's name? Zacchaeus. Zacchaeus probably had the nice Birkenstocks, and Jesus had some of the crummy, uh, crummy right? sandals. Um, so anyway, you know, and 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 she's washing his feet, and Jesus, and they these guys start riding him about it, and Jesus is like, yeah, but none of you started to wash my feet. Yeah. This woman recognizes her need for a savior. And has given everything she has. This bottle of perfume was said to be worth a year's salary. Mm. And she's washing his feet with her yeah. hair and this perfume. And so it was another thing that just positioned him differently with certain groups of people. And so, I, no, I wouldn't categorize them as mistakes, but I would certainly call them hiccups. Wow. Well, as a physician... Because hiccups are things you've got to get over. Yeah, right? yeah. You, you need to move past them. Yeah. And, and, and as a doctor, not everything I say is perfect. And not every time is my assessment and differential the exact right one. But that doesn't mean you need to sue me. Right? So now us doctors practice, you know, defensive medicine. Oh, yeah. Right? We're worried about making a mistake. I order extra tests because of those reasons. Right? And so is that the right answer? I don't know. But at the end of my note, I go, oh, and by the way, if things get worse, you should go to the hospital. If this changes, go to the hospital. If this happens, you know, uh, um, you, know you almost have to like reorder things and add an extra test because if you ever miss one thing, it's not necessarily considered a hiccup. It can be considered a lawsuit. It could be, could be considered negligent, yeah? Yeah, yeah. I mean, technically, yes. Technically, and, and let's yeah. be honest. As a doctor, when you go on the stand, it is not other doctors who are determining whether or not you were negligent. It is 12 regular people, which I think is appropriate for most things. But in the medical world, I think it's tricky. I almost think that if a doctor goes on the stand, it's hard because doctors would be biased against... Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, that's yeah. tough, right? It's, but, it's a tough answer. But somebody who's never been in that room and, and, and doesn't, doesn't understand, understand the situation yeah. that you're yeah. going through and the information yeah, that was is, given to you, the diagnosis that you came up with based on those facts. And, you know, it, it is, it's the same, right? So you might not make mistakes... 
like I, Jesus. So I've but definitely made mistakes. There's, but there's certainly hiccups. In- but I'm making less mistakes, absolutely, in medicine. But in life, I definitely realize, yeah, listen, I'm a sinner. Everyone's a sinner in the way of the oh, Bible. Absolutely. I mean, uh, uh, um, I, I was trying to think today, like, what have I done? Like, if I could turn back time, if I could find a way, yeah. the first thing I would do is um, I over-celebrated at my wedding. I got there. All my buddies from uh, high school were there. My buddies from uh, college were there and my buddies from medical school. And I forgot that the day... I didn't forget, right? I knew the day was about us. I knew the day was about my wife. Yeah. But I got so caught up in the excitement, which I sometimes have that problem. I get so caught up in the excitement of life that I need to realize that I need to uh, curb my behavior to realize that I'm sharing life with other people. And in this case, you know, I over-celebrated our wedding. And, uh, um, you know, um, I would call it a hiccup. My wife would call it a huge mistake. <laughs> I also realized that, like, you know, when I look back on, on my life and some of the people, like, I knew when I was in college or the beginning of medical school, I definitely was more selfish as a young person than I am now. Yeah. Right? You definitely do things and whether or not it's in, in the flesh or uh, uh, because you're over-celebrating and in different ways. I don't know that I thought enough about the rest of the world. And now I, you know, especially the world we're in right now, uh, post-pandemic, um, uh, post-protests, uh, uh, post-realizing uh, the Black Lives Matter and white privilege uh, that, I've, that I've lived not understanding that I've definitely made mistakes in some of the selfish acts I had before. And so to any of those uh, listening out there for things I did when I was like 19 or 20, hey, I'm sorry. If I could turn back time, if I could find a way, I would tell Sonny and Sharon not to uh, go skiing. Yeah. (laughs) What do you think is, uh, you know, recently, like in the past year or two, are there any mistakes where you're like, I wish I could have done that differently? Oh, man. In the past year or two? I don't know. Um, I mean... You know, I'm sure if you asked my wife, she would have a list oh, yeah. of things that I could do differently every day. She probably has a Pinterest page of things you'd draw. <laughs> right. But, you know... Can, I, and somebody, would, one of the listeners out there, would you explain to me Pinterest? I still don't get it. Uh, yeah. Um, I think it's just ideas for things you can do. I have ideas. Yeah. Well, then put them out there. Well, I don't know that Pinterest is ready for my <laughs> ideas. Um, yeah, you know, I'm always... Uh, trying to measure the the way I uh, my discipline and and communicate and uh, nurture the girls right along this path to to make sure that they have a, a requisite amount of uh, of cautiousness and and not necessarily fear but but concern about how how they deal with things yeah. right that to know that the consequences of their actions and and. Uh, I don't want them to feel entitled or, you know, anything like that. You should you know, tell them when, the doc is watching like all their TikTok Internet episodes. time and all that stuff, you know. I, yeah. So you're always battling with that stuff, right? Like how you parent and, and what you pass on uh, from your own defects and things that you want to try to, like, stop the spread of. Sure. Through your kids. I, mean, I almost feel like we're at this point where we've almost overparented. Our yeah. parents didn't get that involved in what no. we were doing. They were like, oh, are you home? Oh, why aren't you home? Now come home, right? Yeah. And uh, 
uh, we're almost overparenting, which almost is necessary in the world we're in. But mistakes are made, right? And if you could turn back time and you had a time machine, which of the Back to the Future movies were your favorite? One, two, or three? Definitely one. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone would say one, but I am definitely a Back to the Future part two. Going into the future was so cool. The hoverboards were cool. Uh, Back to the Future 2 was very cool. Um, it was creepy to think, like, we're going to have flying cars. And now that we're at a time past that date, yeah, I, I think the best part was the, uh, the gambling book where the one year the Chicago Cubs were finally going to win the World Series, and that was the year they actually won the World Series. That's pretty cool. That, so that has Back to the Future Part 2 is my favorite. Yeah, that's cool. Are you ready for a game? I love games. So this game is a uh, a game about mistakes. Okay. A game about you don't have a list of all my mistakes over there. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good thing this isn't. Somebody's not going to pop out from somewhere. Right? <laughs> I feel like I'm a Maury Povich right now. Oh, oh. oh Chris Hansen, no, go away. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to give you three uh, three musicians. Okay. And they all wrote songs about making a mistake or feeling sorry or wishing something hadn't gone the way it had gone. And I'm actually going to give you a song and the three uh, musicians. And I want you to um, sing the songs of the musicians in order of who you think actually had the best career. Because these are three well-known musicians. Okay. So... First, uh, I'm going to give you the first, I'm going to give you three songs. You're going to sing them one, two, three. Okay. Right, and you're going to tell me what you think is the best song, second best. Uh, no, no, best artist, second best artist, and third best artist, like most decorated. But I will tell you, they're all very controversial. All right. Are you ready for a little controversy? I like controversy. Um, so number one, Britney Spears. Oops, I did it again. Number two, Justin Bieber, The Biebs, Sorry. And uh, artist number three, Nirvana. But I'm going to go more Kurt Cobain. Uh, I'm going to make him the lead singer, um, which he was the lead singer, and go all apologies. So I want you to rank these uh, artists, musicians, in order, one through three. Well, I think um, when you talk about somebody who defined a whole genre... Right, and certainly was very polarizing. Um, you know, I love Courtney Love as well. Um, I think Kurt Cobain is probably my favorite and someone who, you know, I, who lived a life very different than mine, but, but, but had some, wrote some amazing music and did some, so all apologies. Yeah. Will what else could I say? What else could I write? I don't have the right. Yeah. Sunburn and freeze a burn. Choking on the ashes of our enemies. In the sun, in the sun. Married. I probably butchered that whole song. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, rest in peace to Kurt Cobain. Yeah. And I think he's one of the... uh, uh, people where you can see someone being successful and know that they're struggling inside yeah right you know and uh just because somebody is uh, winning the lottery doesn't mean that they're happy but uh, uh, uh 
Kurt Cobain, sure, you know, for our generation was pretty amazing. So yeah. my question is, who had a better career after that? Is it going to be Britney Spears or is it going to be Justin Bieber? I think this is, I honestly almost think this is a toss-up between the Biebs and Britney Spears. Who have both made a ton of money. You don't think yeah, this is a toss-up? She's back again. Oops, I did it again. I played with your heart. Got lost in the game. Oh, baby, baby. Oops, I did it again. And I'm sent from above. I'm not innocent. You know, that's uh, Britney. Uh, uh, yes, and then she says a bad word. I love Britney Spears. Especially because we're probably the same age. Except for the fact that when she shaved her head, that did throw me we off. We're probably a the bit. same age. No, you're probably. She's not forty. I don't know. I would guess she's around forty. Oh, we should look that up. Okay, but does this mean Justin Bieber loses? Justin Bieber loses. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's like a. He's a had thing quite where... a few hiccups. <laughs> he has had quite a few hiccups. Yeah, yeah. He is a. Uh, yeah. Is it too late now to say sorry? Cause I'm missing more than just your body. Oh. Is it too late now when I say sorry? And I hope and I don't let you down. Is it too late to say sorry now? Well, you know what? Not everything we've done, I Doc think, and the Deacon. I wish I had the lyrics in front of me. That would have made those so much easier. And yeah. If I had known the songs, I would have done that. But well, I think that the fact that Maybe I... Maybe you should start telling me these games ahead of time. That wouldn't be nearly as fun. Okay. That wouldn't be nearly as fun, and that wouldn't be nearly as professional as we are currently. All right. You know what? Doc and the Deacon makes mistakes sometimes. And sometimes... Uh, one of our first episodes, uh, I said something wrong, the wrong verse of the Bible, the wrong thing. I, I've probably made several Bible reference mistakes throughout the course of our 50-something episodes. Yeah, yeah we're, we're in the 50s now. I, uh, listening back through, I, I once made a mistake, and I'm, I'm sorry for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. But, you know, listen, we're going to make mistakes. Everyone makes mistakes. And you know what we're going to do? We're not going to have anybody edit them out. We're not going to turn back time. We're going to keep pushing forward and realize that we love you guys no matter what. And, you know, if you kill somebody, that's a pretty big mistake. But most of the things you do in life, they're just little hiccups. Little hiccups. Uh, And hopefully um, you don't hire somebody to kill someone else because of the hiccups. Yes. Yes. Thanks, Jennifer Me. Thank you, Jennifer Me. (laughs) All right. Two things you can count on. The doc is in. And the deacon speaks. Hey, thanks so much uh, to the producer, Tucker Butler. To our music from the boy Brantos. Uh, thanks to our wonderful wives who make this all possible. And uh, you can check us out on Instagram, Doc and the Deacon, on Twitter. At Doc Deacon. And then uh, find us on Facebook, Doc and the Deacon. Visit our website, docandthedeacon.com. And email us if you like, docandthedeacon at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Peace. Peace. Excellent brain trust to market and brand this That's set in stone like the Ten Commandments This show gon' be around for infinite years I think we can all agree on ice cold beers 100% authentic, you can't fake it Often imitated, but never duplicated So knowledgeable, take a lot of facts in Now I'm coming to close it like a Rodis Chapman